Welcome to the Bosses Fuck Podcast, a no bullshit, no sugarcoating guide and discussion for female entrepreneurs and those who want to learn how to be boss in life and in business. I'm your host, Katie Seller, and I'm currently building my empire, which includes helping other women to be successful, break barriers, and live life on their own terms. So that's what we're here to do today. You ready, babe? Let's fucking do this. Well, hello there again. Uh, It's Wednesday and it's episode 40. What the fuck? We're here. Episode 40. Like, that's so weird. (laughs) Um, First of all, thank you to everybody who loved last week's episode. Um, I got such a good response um, and it was the most downloaded episode to date. Um, we are now over 17,000 unique downloads. Um, I don't know the exact number, but it's over 17, which is fucking rad. Um, (laughs) so thank you everybody listened to last week. Um, super appreciate it. Um, today I want to talk about something that I've seen some people struggle with, um, and others like fully embrace. And I thought, why not cover it? Um, I want to talk about sharing your story and the value of authenticity in business. I don't think every business needs a story or a figurehead of the business. Um, Obviously, there are big box retailers out there doing it, and no one fucking knows anybody really at the company. Um, So, and even like Amazon, we know Jeff Bezos. And unless you're like me, who actually like reads up on him and like learns more shit about him and, you know, the way he works and all those things, you probably don't fucking know him. You just have heard his name. Um, So obviously it's possible. But I, however, think that creating a business around the person you are or your story or a true passion in your life is the perfect marriage. Um, and I think that that, I think that that level of like authenticity in what you do can lead to so much more success than you thought possible. It did for me. Um, I think it's especially important for those who have this intense like inner pull to do things, you know? Um, and if it also is, you know, that inner pull to do things with the end goal being like giving back or bettering humankind or, um, those who are like hyper creative and just want to like do a bunch of everything. Um, or those who are driven by the passion inside that ties to like a deep rooted, part of your being, I think it's important for you people. I say you people, I'm in that group. Um, (laughs) Bringing those two together can lead to far more success than you think. Um, You know, in working on the rebrand of Metal Marvels, which if you haven't listened to some of the earlier episodes, I highly recommend you listen to just because you get a little bit more background on me, on my brand, um, and now brands. But uh, from the beginning of sort of where I started, etc. You can learn a little bit more if you want. Um, 
But in working on the rebrand, um, well, actually, when I was first presented with the idea, because I wasn't super on board, um, if you've listened to the earlier episode, Melissa gave me this like look, Melissa, my business coach, of like, mm, it might be time to rebrand. And I was like, ugh, don't say it. Don't say it. Just because a rebrand is such a giant undertaking and there's a lot that comes with it. Um depending on which direction you go. So it's like nerve wracking. So (laughs) when I was presented with the idea, you know, I was told that I was sharing bits and pieces of my story and bits and pieces of who I am as a person. And then I was getting a response and I had noticed, I mean, I, I wasn't fully like grasping it, I think. Um, but not, I think I know I wasn't grasping it. Um, I want to say um 300 times this episode. Anyways, I sort of noticed that in the posts where I was sort of like sharing my opinion or I was using fucking expletives all over the place, <laughs> that it got more response. Um, and I didn't, I didn't actually have a lot of people at that time where I was like dripping it here and there that were against it at all or like would comment like the oh this is inappropriate. That I didn't really have that a lot when I was like just trying to dripping it in, but I noticed that those posts were the most engaged um of all and I just wasn't paying attention. I, I I saw it, but I like I wasn't putting two and two together of why that was happening. And you know, to be honest, I said to both of the people who brought it up, um it was, you know, Melissa, my business coach and my friend Rachel that, excuse me, um, that I don't have a story. (laughs) I legit had no idea what they were talking about. You know, I'm like, I, I don't have, and I tell people this, and they always like laugh. I'm like, but it's true. Like I, I personally said, I don't have a story. I said, I am a white girl (laughs) from Orange County, California who grew up in a well-off family, um, didn't start that way, but my dad fucking worked his ass off. Um, you know, built a business, started six months before I was born. Great. At the age of 22, mind you. Crazy. Um, and had a pretty like quote unquote normal life. Um, they both said, sure, like that's part of who you are, but you're so much more than that. So still had no idea. Um, <laughs> and it's like, it's weird because obviously I've lived it. So, I mean, it's me. But I asked my friend Rachel to tell me my story, like from the outside perspective. And mind you, at this time, Rachel and I hadn't known each other very long. Um, but I said, like, you know, tell me, tell me my story, like what you perceive as my story and like how you see me. And she sent me. This is all in text. So she sent it to me and I legit started crying and it was, it was weird. It was all, it was me. It was all of me. Like every part of my being of what I am in a big fucking text bubble. And I'm like, like I would mind blown. And I told her, I'm like, well now I'm fucking crying. So like, let me compose myself. <laughs> but I 
I never realized that while I felt fairly, you know, quote unquote normal or somewhat boring or whatever, just, you know, I was running this business, I was working a lot, I was, you know, hustling my ass off, but like that was sort of it. I was personally avoiding all the other parts of me and my life that I was willingly and actively sharing with people in my life. Like, and that's weird. Like, I was more so just going through the motions, I feel like, of like, I want to be successful. So I am, I'm doing this business. I'm going to work my ass off because I don't want to answer to anybody else ever again because that shit sucks. So I was more so going through the motions, yet at the same time, literally pouring out who I was to everybody that I interacted with. And I mean, she, she said me to a T in that text message. It was insane. And I'm an open fucking book. Like I don't pretend to be anything that I'm not. I will tell you like it is. Um, Sometimes it's not fun for you. (laughs) Legitimately. Um, I've had conflict simply for the fact that I'm honest um, there's certain times where I will bite my tongue when it's, you know, it's not that great for the other person. But if you come to me and you ask for an honest opinion, I'm going to tell you. Um, I don't sugarcoat shit. I will be sassy as fuck if that's how I feel. Um, I will tell you everything about my life. Anything that's ever happened to me, like, I am an open fucking book. But I was also feeling, like, a certain way or... Like I said, just going through the motions, but it turns out that everybody else was getting this like real glimpse at me, like at legit me. And I think it has to do with like maybe even a self-doubt situation of like, I knew, I knew I was all of these things, but maybe I didn't see them as important. Um, And that could be, I think for a while, um, while I was fully embracing the, like, my sexuality of, like, you know, I'm a pansexual. I love people for who they are, not what not what is between their legs. I think for a while I didn't see it as important. Um, before, probably in my, like, the early years of finding myself, I really, I think I didn't put a lot of weight in it or think that it was important to my life um, until something kind of switched inside me. And I went full force into, like, I will tell you. Tell you pretty much up front. I tell everybody that I interact with, especially on like a romantic level, I will tell you up front that that's who I am. Um, Because if you have a problem with it, then we're not going to work. But I never did that before. I would linger and let it be a thing that sort of happened later in life or later in a situation. And sometimes it didn't work out because they weren't cool with it. Um, You know, whatever. But, you know, I didn't, I think I didn't see a lot of these things as important. And so, like, while I might, I might be, or I'm maybe, actually, I am all of those things I said before, you know, from Orange County, all that stuff. I'm also somebody who started getting tattoos the minute that I could. Parents weren't super happy. I hid them for a very long time. Um, I got ones, obviously, that were hidden. So I didn't have to tell him for a while. Um, just because I was told if I got any, I would get kicked out, <laughs> which is so ridiculous, but it didn't happen. And I even ended up, 
uh, I don't even know, a handful of years after I probably got my first, um, actually in Vegas, I ended up after a dance competition, got my mom a tad toasty and we got matching tattoos, <laughs> which she doesn't necessarily regret the experience, but she refuses to get it touched up because she says it fucking hurts. <laughs> So it's funny how that whole situation changed, though. Um, and I even said, I'm like, well, you definitely can't kick me out now because your wife has one, too. <laughs> Use that to my advantage. Um, <laughs> you know, and I was somebody who went through shit surrounding my looks. If you've listened to earlier episodes, you heard my lovely experience with a dude that I had a major crush on in high school that like crushed me for a hot minute. Um, and also, like I said, my sexuality of coming to terms with it. Um, that was a rocky situation when I first sort of came out and I was kind of forced to come out in the situation. Um, dad didn't really give a fuck. He doesn't, it's, he doesn't give a shit what anybody does. It's not his life, (laughs) which is great. Um, sort of, it's, it's basically how I am. Um, mom was not, she was not a fan of it. Uh, It was rocky for a while. Um, We had some not-so-fun times, her and I. Um, Kind of makes me cry. (laughs) Makes me cry a little bit, because I haven't, like, talked about that in a while. Um... It just wasn't fun. Um, anybody who has, like, come out and been in a situation where somebody, especially close to you, didn't approve, it's not that great. Um, and while now, the person that I am now today, had I experienced that, I think it would have been a much different situation and it wouldn't have been so hard on me. God damn. This episode was not going to be like that. <laughs> um, I'll, I'm a crier, too. Um if it's important to me, if it means something to me, um, if I'm arguing something that I truly care about, I will usually end up in tears. Um, there have been like, my dad and I will butt heads on certain things. And if it's something that I'm super passionate about, I always end up crying. And he's like, why are you crying? We're just talking. But <laughs> it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it's funny. But yeah, I haven't talked about that in a while. It's it's not very fun. Of course, like, her and I are in an amazing spot now. Fucking love my mom. She's amazing. Um, but that was not a fun few years, you know? Um, but those things combined, you know, in, like, in turn was the fuel to my fire to giving, like, zero fucks about what other people think of or about who I am. And in turn, becoming my true self, you know, um, someone whose first word was fuck. And it's been like downhill from there <laughs> in the best way possible. Um, somebody who I never thought that watching my dad work his ass off while growing up would fuel me later where I am today. Um, you know, he started a business. He <laughs> says he went broke in 86. He started a business in, uh, bought a company in the first part of the year. Um, and then, you know, grew it into what it is today. It's insane. Um, and then six months later he had me and gave the hospital the rest of his money. So 
you know, I experienced, you know, him not being home for dinner because he was working. Um, and I don't know that I had a problem with it as a kid. I, I kind of think I understood. I don't know. I also have a really terrible memory. Um, but now obviously like I fully get it. Um, he doesn't stay late, you know, as late at work these days, but he works long days. Um, and I get it. Like, and I had no idea that seeing that hard work would in turn like do something for me. Um, never thought about it. Cause I mean, who fucking thinks about that when you're a kid, <laughs> but it's true. Um, you know, I am someone who is driven as fuck to never allow somebody else to dictate my success or my future or my life. Um, someone who is absolutely passionate about women finding their voice and feeling empowered and being themselves, honestly, um, in this social media world. So many people put up like these facades and, you know, this perfect Instagram. Like that's why mine says don't expect a, like a perfect or pretty feed. Like my personal Instagram is a shit show. I post the most random shit. The cat, sometimes food, sometimes concerts if I'm there, fucking quotes that I feel like. Really, it's it's a fucking mishmash, but it's me. Like it's all the things that I enjoy. It's not posed pictures of myself or staged photos of an environment or things that are these, you know, that people are trying to do to gain followers and likes and blah. I, (laughs) not important, first of all, but I want people to be themselves and be more authentic and be real. And I think the minute you're real, I think more people, more people identify with it. When you share the ups and the downs and the shit and now I'm going on a tangent, but anyways, that's it. <laughs> um, and also super passionate about, you know, speaking out against and for things that I care deeply about. Um, I'm very boisterous when it comes to things that I truly believe in, like human rights and gay rights and so many other things. Um <laughs> As well as, like, giving back and encouraging others to do so. I don't think enough people give back. Um, And I think it can be something small. I think people have this idea that in order to donate, you have to, like, give thousands of dollars. And I think you don't. I think $5 a month to some cause that you care about can make a difference more than you waiting 60 years to build up enough money that you feel like is substantial enough to donate. Um, just donate. And if it's not even, if you're not donating to a charity and you want to do something small, fuck, buy, every time you go to Starbucks, buy the person like coffee behind you. It's going to cost you what? $5, $7. If they get that stupid new protein shake, (laughs) buy their meat, like buy it. It's, it's not going to make or break you. And I guarantee that you are going to then like pass on that good to somebody else. And it's going to change their day or change the lives of somebody that they're in touch with because they now have, you know, a better outlook on the day and they can in in turn help somebody else. So encouraging people to do that is like a big thing to me. Um, I'm all of these things, you know, I, 
I was dropping like small bits and pieces in the business, but I was not going full, full force myself for fear of losing customers, mostly over the cursing. Um, until I tested an item, I tested one item that was all cursing and it fucking blew up. I mean, I brought it in in October and it was the best seller for the entire year. And it started selling in October of that year. That's nuts. But I knew that I will not be successful to the level that I want if I don't give people me. Because there has to be or had to be others out there like me. Um, And it was game changing. I changed the business and I gave myself permission to fully share who I am. Um, I don't hide anything. Um, Of course, the, you know, like the Instagram is business. It's obviously for the brand. So I'm not on there all the time, like necessarily sharing myself or my opinions. But that's sort of where like the Facebook group comes in. Um, but sharing my language, um, obviously there are curse words all over the fucking everything, like posts, captions, products, etc. Whole bunch of expletives. <laughs> it's my life. It's my trademark. Um, you know, and sharing what I'm passionate about and more things that make up me. Um, because of that, it's become a brand. And honestly, the... <laughs> The amount of women that identify with the brand on like this semi-spiritual level um, is shit I never imagined was possible blows my mind all the time. But in order to do that, you have to be willing to be vulnerable and share your truth, which it's not easy. Um, but if you if you choose to use your story in business, you're going to have to be vulnerable about it because obviously you're sharing parts of yourself that you may not normally. Um, finding your why to business is extremely important. Um, and I think using your why is extremely smart. If you haven't watched the TED Talk from Simon Sinek that is uh, I think it's the truth about why I'm going to look it up because it's I've watched <laughs> on my TED talk app. I have watched it so many times. It is insane. Um, I <laughs> I'm sure other like all of his like most of his views on that fucking video or me because I've watched it so so many times. And there's, there's a moment where I remember feeling like stuck. Um, I listen to it. You don't necessarily have to watch it, but you could, I mean, I watch it intently every single time. Um, it's called how great leaders inspire action. And it's his Ted talk and it's kind of old. I think it's from like f- at least four years ago. Nope. It's from earlier than that. Either way. It is so good, um, and it talks about, you know, finding your why in business and why you're doing what you're doing um, and the way that you're selling. Um, I, before, my why was like, well, I want to make money, 
because I want financial freedom and I want to not work for anybody else. And I want all of that. And while that is still a big part of it, because mama's got to pay her bills. Um, (laughs) and I want to live comfortably and I want to not have to worry about anybody else's, you know, take or hand in my success. I want to be able to be self-sufficient, which I am. Um, that is a huge part of it. But also all those other things I just talked about of women, you know, finding their voice and being empowered and giving back and like doing good and all of these things and building a brand and building a community where women know that they're not fucking alone in being this, you know, out of the box, not necessarily normal person, whether you have, you know, colored hair or tattoos or you curse like a fucking sailor or whatever the case, um, that has much more become a giant part of my why because I saw how, and I still see daily, how many women like relish in the fact that there is this space for them to be themselves, to curse, to call their kids assholes if they feel like it, because I don't have any yet, but from what I've heard, they can be assholes. (laughs) And, you know, there's a large majority of women that just want to say it and they're they won't say it because they're afraid of what other people think. Um, and like just really living their truth. And like that has fully become like a big, big, big chunk of my why, which in turn allows me to like be myself in that aspect, which lends to the why, which lends to the success, which lends to the brand. Like it's full blown circle. <laughs> um, I don't think that you are required to share everything. Some people, find certain things off limits. Um, and that's 100% okay. Like you are allowed to have boundaries in what you share. Um, there may be certain parts of your life that you don't want to share and you do not have to. For me personally, I share it all, but you don't have to. You can pick and choose. And it doesn't mean that you're like being inauthentic. There's just certain situations that are off limits and that's okay. Um, you know, if you, were assaulted per se, and you want to build a brand, a brand around bringing awareness to that and maybe raise an intern raising money for, you know, a cause that helps, you know, sexual assault survivors, like fuck do it. And if that's part of your story, like, unfortunately, if that's the way you choose to build your brain, you're gonna have to share that part of your story. But then you don't really have to share a whole lot of other things because that becomes the voice of what like you're doing the voice of reasoning for the business and what is driving you. So there's like certain situations where you don't have to share everything. I didn't have to tell people my sexuality. I just don't give a fuck, (laughs) but share the, the piece of like you or your story that like most identifies with what you're doing is fully okay. Because then Everything you do will come across as so much more authentic. Um, and don't fake it either. Just just don't fake it. Um, people can smell a fake story from a mile away. Um, I think people can spot like fake websites. I mean, at least I can. But, you know, in seeing some of the people who knock off my shit, they'll try to use profanity in their captions Um to gain, like, to try to get this, like, same sort of fucking vibe as mine. But (laughs) you could absolutely tell. And people said, they're like, this looks weird. And I can 100% tell that it's not authentic. 
it'll be a weirdly placed use of the word fuck. And you can tell it's not their normal language because it's in a weird spot. And they'll, it's just, they'll use it in a weird way. It's, it's, I mean, I can, I can sniff it out, (laughs) but I think like eventually I think being an authentic will, I think it bites you in the ass, honestly. Um, again, you could be a ghost behind a brand and still build a brand. But I also think that in today's day and age, it's a lot harder to compete with big boxes because they don't have, that's the, like, that's the major leg up you have on big box retail, which we'll get to. Um, but sharing, sharing our story, sharing something about you, um, a deeply personal reason for like starting your business. It could be anything. Um, or like truly living in that pocket of what drives you in business will allow you to connect with other people who may share your story or your passion. Um, if you start something around animals, I mean, I guarantee you're going to find plenty of people who are passionate about helping animals. I am one of them. I cry at fucking animal commercials. <laughs> or if an animal dies in a movie, I cry harder over the animal than the people. But anywho, it puts a face to your business, you know, it puts heart to the business, you know, people, people buy from people that they identify with personally and, or they identify with the cause and the message. So it's either, or if it's something that you're super passionate about, or if it's yourself, you're going to find people who will identify with it. Um, as long as you're not a dick, (laughs) I have to preface everything with that. As long as you're not a dick. Um, but I've had multiple girls in the group change the direction or voice of their business and like fully step into it and become the face of their business and their business changed for the better, you know, like nowadays, sure. People still buy from big brands, but the small business is so on the rise. And I think it has a shit ton to do with the fact that they identify with the owner or their story or the company's message and mission. Um, it's a huge reason why so many small businesses are successful these days. It gives this like human aspect to the brand versus the big box retail store. Um, I truly believe that it's, it's why small businesses are flourishing right now. Um, of course, they've always been around, but I feel like especially with the internet and now realize, like we've all realized how we can use it, shit has taken off. And I think a fuck ton of women are running companies out of their houses and making bank. And it is truly fucking exciting to see. Um, you know, of course, big box retail giants have... A lot of advantages as far as like money goes. They have way more than a lot of us do. <laughs> they have space. You know, if you want to have space and not work out of your house, they have all these things, but they do not have individual personality. Like as well known as they are, big brands are impersonal as fuck. Like, do you know the CEO of Macy's or Nordstrom's? Target. I mean, I used to know the CEO of Target, not super personally, but I worked at Target um, and had interacted sort of with him. And 
But then they got a new CEO, and I also left the company, and I have no idea who that dude is. And unless you're, like, connected, you have no idea. Like, no idea. (laughs) It's so impersonal. And so how you win is to counteract that, you know? Share your story. Share you. Let your customers, followers, et cetera, like, get to know you, the real you. Um, I share mini biotype posts occasionally um, for, you know, the new people who come along to the Facebook and, or sorry, the Instagram and don't know who we are or what we do or why we're here or et cetera. They get to know me in that little, like, snippet of a bio. Um, I try to interact with them more on stories or things to where they can get to know me um, lives, which I haven't done in a while and I should probably do another one. Um, just in that get like that level of interaction and like take it to the next level because people want that. They want connection. They want to they want to know like what this brand is about. Um, the babes in the Facebook group know me extremely well because we connect often. Um, I mean, they're all the fucking time. And it's not always business. It's sometimes random shit. We'll all share personal things um, that maybe we're going through and everybody rallies around each other and it's it's so fucking amazing. Like, I don't lie when I say it is my favorite place on the internet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can have that sort of interaction. Um, share your team if you have one, of course. If not, do other like behind the scenes things show, you know, what you're making, show your packaging, like your fulfillment process, like show whatever you can to give them like behind the scenes thing. Um, and if you do have a team, do behind the scenes shit with your team talking about the company or the product or why they love it or whatever, or just getting to know them. Um, one of my favorite ways to do this is to like have takeovers. So like Kristen, for example, um, who is our community manager, she'll take over on IG stories. She shares some shit. Um, she shares product. Um, she shares her personality and her daughter, who's amazing. Um, it was really great too. They did a thing where they like colored her hair, um, non-toxic dye, of course, but you always have people that are like, Oh my God, you're dying a kid's hair. And me, I think Mila said that she loved it because she wanted to be different. And it was so freaking cute. But also, like, if you follow Meta Marvels, you've seen Mila. Um, <laughs> she's the best. She perfectly uses the occasional expletive. And very well, I might add. Um, so we've had some, like, great stories of one day I, I don't remember what I was doing. I was doing something to where I couldn't be on social all day and I was just busy or whatever I was doing. And so I had her, I'm like, feel free to take over, like tell people to like shop, whatever. So she did a really great video of Mila in Target. She was wearing um, like an Avengers mask or something. I don't remember. Um, But she like lifted it up and was like, the boss is away. Um, Like, do you want a deal? Um, And then, like, gave him a secret discount code. It was so cute. And then another one, she told people to shop our shit. And then yesterday, no, day before yesterday, she wished me a happy fucking boss's day. Um, (laughs) It was so good. I have it on the stories. Um, It's probably expired by now. But, um, like, that gives people, 
little pieces of our team. And then, of course, some laughter, too, because people fucking love Mila. Like, she's just this cute little thing. And then she's just like, fuck. And you're like, she said that. And she uses it in the proper context, which is fucking amazing. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so give them that, like, inside glimpse to some part of your business. Um, I think a big thing, too, is, like, being accessible. Um, Customers DM us, email us, reach out in the group. Etc. And more often than not, they're talking to me. Almost every single message starts with, hey, Katie, <laughs> because they've gotten to know me and they know that it's my brand and that I'm accessible. Um, I typically will respond to the DMs sometimes if it's like an order thing or whatever. Um, I will have them like email customer service just because that's sort of the way the flow works in the business. But they will they interact with me first and foremost. Um and that is something that big brands don't do. If you reach out to Target, you're getting a chat box from somebody who's more than likely not in the U.S., not in the U.S., um, and that's with most companies. And, like, sure, some of them will be, and, like, it's nice to get an instant response, but you also have no idea who you're talking to. It'll be like, oh, Jared just joined the conversation. Cool. Who the fuck is Jared? Like, <laughs> you don't know. So it being that accessible like point of contact for your customers in this like day and age is a big thing. And I think it can lend to even more success. And it just shows like how authentically you are running your business and the fact that you are that person you say you are and you are accessible to them when they need it. Um, I will say it again. Tell your fucking story. If you don't think you have one, ask a friend. (laughs) Do what I did. Get a business coach, something. Um, You don't have to share everything, but share key things that are like what fuel you and fuel your business because it's important to the people who shop from you or with you, whatever. Um, And then like full, like I can't even say it enough, like truly engage with your customers. Um, Respond to their comments. Just respond. It doesn't have to be like a paragraph, but respond. Um, Have a Facebook group where you can truly engage. Um, Like I said, we literally connect on everything in the Facebook group. Um, It builds the brand faster than any advertising, I think. Um, Because you're truly, like you're building that brand loyalty and you're not having to like, put in a lot of work if you're just fucking being yourself. So it's fun. (laughs) Um, And it helps them like see you and know from those engagements that you truly are authentic. And I've met a few customers in real life and I am the same as I am on Instagram. (laughs) Like, I don't know if they like expect me not to be. Some of them are like, Oh, like you really are the way they're like, they'll laugh because I dropped like the first fucking like F bomb. Although I just said fucking, I drop it and they're like, oh, yep, that's her. <laughs> I am who I am, folks. Um, but, you know, for me, being authentic and sharing your story is the best way to have success. And success is obviously personally defined. It could be a fuck ton of money, like Scrooge McDuck type shit. Although that does sound fun. Um, (laughs) Or just more money so you're comfortable. Or enough money so you can donate X amount of dollars monthly and still survive. Um, Or just the pure fucking freedom to 
not have to answer to anyone else. Because let me tell you, it's really fucking nice. Um, Being authentic is the way to compete in today's, like, marketplace. Um, And it can be the biggest hand in your success and the biggest piece of what makes you stand out from others. Um, So if I leave you with anything, it is do not be afraid to step into the spotlight of your business. It's tough. I fucking get it. It took me a hot fucking minute. But now there is no stopping me. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode, I would love it if you would leave a review on iTunes so more babes can find our podcast. And do not forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Do you want more Bosses Fuck? You can follow us on Instagram at Bosses Fuck Podcast. Or for even more, head to bossesfuck.com. Don't forget to join me back here next week for a brand new episode. And remember, always be boss as fuck.